Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we are a VHS podcasting crew, except when we don't do VHSs? Except on our weeks off. We talk about movies that are never going to make it to VHS. They're always piggybacking off the VHS, though. Yeah, exactly. So last week we did Leprechaun 2 on VHS, and this week we are doing Leprechaun Origins. I can see why this isn't a tourist destination. This village is only like 300 years old. Whoa. Now that's creepy. There's a lot of things about our village that people don't know about. A lot of things that, uh, well, we like to keep private. If it's real history you want to see, you need to see the stones of the gods. It's a seven hour hike from here. But you could always stay in one of the cabins down the road. Cabin in the woods. What's not delay? Did you hear that? There's something out there. It's locked. What is going on, guys? What is that thing? Twatha de Dana. What does that mean? Leprechaun. He's coming! Sorry to give you such a scare. Uh. <laughs> WWE's 2014 reboot of the Leprechaun franchise. I don't know what it's an origin of. <laughs> and I don't know its connection to the Leprechaun franchise. So its entire title is a lie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, apparently the origins was, hey, guess what? They came from Ireland. Oh, what a shocker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so let's go into the details on this. Got this released in 2014 at a run time around 90 minutes. Came out August 22nd, 2014 in the United States. The director was Zach Limbowski? Lipovsky? Lipovsky? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I looked him up. He is the director who was on the Steven Spielberg reality show On the Lot, which was basically Project Greenlight, but with Steven Spielberg. And he was one of the three finalists for On the Lot, and he didn't win. But he is the only one of all the different finalists that have gone on to like something. <laughs> yeah. And he directed the Dead Rising movie, Watchtower, uh, based on the game. And then this, and something called Tasmanian Devils. Yeah, he's also done some TV series as well. Ingress Obsessed and Mech X4. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm assuming Canadian. Everything's Canadian about this film. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be all Irish. So we've got some writers in here, screenplays, and probably character-based. So we have Scott Salter was the story writer of this, and he's done a bunch of other things I've never heard of, but I see he's got a, a Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren of <laughs> title in there, so yay for him. 
Yeah, seems just like a working screenwriter, but nothing like of note. The other writer, uh, Harris Wilkinson, who was like the the main credited writer on this, doesn't really have any uh, other writing credits of note. None. So very strange. His only screenplay. Odd. Yeah. Really odd. So let's go on to more about this film. Our stars included Dylan Postel and many wrestling fans will know him as Hornswoggle from WWE. Yeah, I am not a WWE fan, so I don't know anything about him. (laughs) Understandable. (laughs) Our second lead here was Stephanie Bennett, which turns out to be our survivor girl. Spoiler alert. If any of you are pissed off, I'm sorry, but most of you have probably never watched this or never will. (laughs) (laughs) And she's gone on to do some things. Uh, You've seen her in stuff. But she's not anybody like, she hasn't blown up. The only person of note, I think, in this movie is uh, Brendan uh, Fletcher. Because you've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, I, I recognize him from Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, oh, in Uva Bull's Rampage movies, RV. Sorry, buddy. I mean, at <laughs> least you're getting work. Oh, yeah, he's a working Canadian actor. So <laughs> See, we also had, what was the douchebag in here? Andrew Dunbar plays the D-bag in this. Yeah, I guess he's an arrow. I don't watch that show, so... Yeah, cool. who's Firefly? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. If you like Arrow, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Roxburr from... made an appearance in Star Trek Beyond. She's in Supernatural. I don't watch that show. And also Arrow. So oh, all, wow. all these working Canadian actors. Is Arrow done in Vancouver, I wonder? Yeah, all those shows are. Supernatural is done in Vancouver. Yeah, all those shows are. I had no idea. So much cheaper. Sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see here. Anything else to talk about this? We've mentioned Lionsgate did this with WWE, and I think that's it. So let's go into our notes. <laughs> well, first, let's let's tell them what this movie's actually about here. This oh, is well, about... first, we'd have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> this is about four kids that go to study history in Ireland because one of their friends wants to be a history professor slash studier, I guess. I don't know. Wants to know history. So they go to this Irish countryside, get swindled by some crazy town person to basically be locked up in a cabin and when they're locked in there, the leprechaun comes to kill them. But it's not our leprechaun. It's not Warwick Davis chewing scenery like he does best. It's it's Hornswoggle buried under mountains of makeup that we don't get to see. Because not really. Because every time they shoot the a leprechaun, it's, in, it's with a lens that only you can see the center of and the rest is blurry. Instead of like just shooting it like normal. So you don't get to see it. And he doesn't talk, and he's not really our leprechaun at all in any way. And yeah, he terrorizes these kids. You find out it's the town having something to do with taking its gold and like destroying a cave that it belonged to. And now it comes and he will either kill them or they have to bring it sacrifices. No, this reminds me of the cave dwellers from The Descent, except mm-hmm. theirs looked better, mm-hmm. obviously. But it's it was basically like a troll thing. I don't understand. There's no magic in this. No. There's no wishes. There's barely any gold. No, the guy has a Rolex, and that's how he, like, tricks the leprechaun into, like, coming to the house, I guess, to get them. That's about it. Like, yeah, it's not... None of the stuff that we fell in love with the series with. Basically, he only operates within these pillars, and if you go outside the pillars, the leprechaun won't bother you. 
that's it. <laughs> that's all we're operating on. So we did get trailers before this, and I guess we can talk about that before we get into the meat of what the hell is wrong with this thing. <laughs> before we tell you our opinion that you probably have surmised isn't yes. positive. <laughs> yeah. The trailers were, we had the Collector's Series, which I've never seen, but you have. Yeah, I really like those movies. You should check them out. We had Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, which is also Lionsgate, and I know someone on this on the other side of the table fucking loves that movie. Yeah, I do fucking love that movie. It's so much fun, and this is a nice segue to throw a plug in there. The writer of that film, Adam Marcus, is going to be at Horrorama, the festival that I've been talking about every week that I'm putting together. He will be there April 27th through the 29th at the Davis Theater. Come with your uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D posters for him to sign. He is a delightful man. <laughs> we have the quiet. Oh, the quiet ones. The quiet ones. I've never seen this. It auto corrected it to, to the ins. quiet. I ins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not seen this. I hate Jared Harris, so we we know that from our Lost in Space episode. So, <laughs> Jared it's probably Harris. what scared me away from seeing it. I hope one day we get to meet him, and he's just like a delightful man. And he's like, "Oh, I'd love to check out your podcast." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we shouldn't listen. It's gonna. Oh man. Oh, I always just make enemies on this, don't I? I, oh, I don't know. A shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Jared Harris is a nice person. It's just like I just don't like his movies. But or maybe he's fucking awful. Yeah, maybe he's a dick. <laughs> so the fourth trailer we had on this was leprechaun the original where they're plugging you to go back and watch it which is really dumb because after seeing that trailer all i want to do is go back and watch the original and not this new piece of shit <laughs> maybe that's why they put it in there <laughs> be like okay now that we swindled you into buying this now <laughs> go back and buy the first one because uh you're not gonna like this <laughs> we should also mention we're watching this in this seven Leprechaun series that I have, you know, from, on Blu-ray from Lionsgate, I'm assuming. And it looks like Lionsgate just stuck in their extras. They had a Leprechaun Origins. Because the rest of them have Leprechauns, like, paired with the special features for them. This one, they're like, no. Right, yeah, all the discs are marked as, like, part of the Leprechaun Complete Movie Collection. And it's like, Leprechaun Complete Movie Collection, two, you know, three, a four... This one just says, like, Leprechaun Origins, which just makes me think they literally popped the disc out of their ones that they weren't selling and put them in here. And we're like, this is a way to get people to have these. <laughs> We've got to get rid of these. We have so many. No one bought them. Mm-hmm. And our last one was an Epics.com promo. Yeah, these are on all the Lionsgate things. I yeah. always skip these when they come on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing big there. So let's go into our notes. It opens up with a girl and a guy dying in a field, and it's pretty much like I thought it was a wild boar. I'm like, this could be anything. This is not appealing to me at all. Yeah, it sort of does like that wrong turn style, like opening kill, but you don't see the threat, but you know it's there type of thing, and it just already doesn't work. Now, I will say this. The first 45 minutes of this 90-minute movie, I was hanging on. It's not that it's bad. It is just that it's boring. It's not good either. I'm not saying that it's good, but like I held on for a while before I was like, all right, this isn't going anywhere. I was waiting for it to finally, I just thought it was going to be a slow build to get to where we want to go. Because like the acting is fine. 
the it's shot fine you know the sets are fine <laughs> so i i kept thinking we were gonna get something good but then finally when like the leprechaun havoc starts happening i was like this ain't going nowhere we're not getting anything out of this movie <laughs> so the most important thing in this movie is the leprechaun and the worst thing in this movie is the leprechaun yeah that's why all this fine wrapped around that sucks yeah like it doesn't matter how everything else is fine when the most important part stinks, no one cares. Right. What I think the filmmakers are trying to do here is bring it back to the original because they're in, it's basically following a group in a cabin again, much like the original film. They're trying to make the leprechaun scary again, which he hasn't been because he's been funny. The last movie he was in, well, he went back to the hood. So like, they've been comedies. I see what they were trying to do, but it just fails on all fronts. Yeah, this reminds me of what Platinum Dunes tried to do with Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. We're going to bring him back to the, you know, child molester, child murderer, whatever they decided. I I can't even remember the film. But they were trying to make it dark and him eerie and scary. And it failed. A lot of this does, like, where they tried to make everything dark and gritty. A lot of it doesn't work, and the reason the 80s and early 90s characters like that worked is because they're charismatic. Yeah, the movies are fun. The movies are colorful. Uh, the characters are colorful. This is just so droll and, like, dark. And, you know, the monster is just dark and doesn't say anything. The set is dark. <laughs> you know, like, everything is just, like, the color has been drained from the picture, and it's just... Yeah, it's not it's not fun, and that's what the series up until this point has been. You know, say what you will about Leprechaun in the Hood and Back to the Hood. At least they're like trying to be fun movies. They're not great, but they're trying to be fun. This is just it's not scary. It does yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Period. There's only a few things to talk about in this film. One is the Leprechaun having gold vision. Yeah. So imagine the Predator. And how it had heat vision, and it could, that's how it saw humans and other animals. They do that, except they make it gold. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. And then also, just like in the, the Predator and in Back to the Descent Creatures thing, too, which I 100% agree with, sometimes, they, and this could just be like their shitty editing, but sometimes when they cut back and forth between the Leprechaun, it almost looks like it's like a five-foot-tall or five and a half foot tall, like an average sized man. And then sometimes it's like a small leprechaun. And this could just be the editing. Like it may, it may not be the case at all. Like it, it probably is, uh, it probably is horn, horn swoggle the whole time, but like it just, the way it's shot, it, it looks like that. And I, yeah, it's got gold vision. It looks like a tall person. I don't understand. So I looked up his height. Horn swoggle was four foot four. Or is, not was. <laughs> he's, he's still alive. Was in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't look like it, though, you know? Like, sometimes it looks like it's as tall as the other actors in the movie. I'm not saying anything against Ornswoggle. I'm saying that, like, if the filmmakers are trying to make a movie about a leprechaun, the, a little creature, make it look little. <laughs> like, never at any point, if you would have told me that that was a, an average uh, height person, I would believe you. <laughs> yeah, I think they just flip back and forth between Hornswoggle and like a stuntman. And you could tell when it was jumping around on top of vehicles and stuff. Yes, it looked, you know, like a five and a half foot, maybe six foot person. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it did not trick us at all. It was just the whole leprechaun. The makeup was shitty. And then 
they covered it up with a stupid camera lens yeah. because they knew it was bad. There were certain parts where I was looking at the latex and it just looks unfinished. And then they threw like a bunch of dirt on top of it, like to muddy it up. Yeah. This should have been well thought out. If you're going to do a remake like seven or eight years after the last End of the Hood, why was this so bad? Yeah. No, yeah, they had 11 years to oh, make 11 this. years. That 11 long, years yeah. to make this since the last one, and they didn't do anything, you know? They, they tried to be different, but they, like, cheaped out still. Like, they just didn't go all the way with it. And, like, yeah, it looks so bad. I don't know. <laughs> the other two notes I have are never trust an old Irish woman. <laughs> yeah. And bye-bye best friend. So there's three of them left. Because we should mention the most experienced actor that we know of dies the first. first out of the, <laughs> the main most recognizable four. actor yeah. dies first, yeah. And he's treated like shit by his friends, and he's the one that ends up saving them to get let them right. get away. Right. Yeah. I don't. Uh, so whatever. Well, yeah. The main, basically, the main dude character. Like obviously, the the final girl is the main character, but the main dude character is such a spineless piece of shit. And then literally after the leprechaun rips out its spine. But, like, he's so bad, and I was like, I don't like this guy, and he's, like, in this whole movie. And this, the the other guy that dies first, yeah, is, like, a nice guy and, like, sacrifices himself for his friends. And then he's the first to go, probably because he was the most expensive to have in the movie. And then, yes, the best friend character of the girl is basically trying to lure the leprechaun in, and it outsmarts them. And when they think the leprechaun's coming in, it's her, and she gets an axe to the face. Yeah, it's... That's actually some really good gore right there, and it was a nice surprise. That's the only nice surprise in this movie. Yeah, that's definitely the movie's, like, money shot. Like, they were like, this is, like, the best shot in the movie. We gotta make this count. And it does. It looks good. <laughs> it's the only part in the movie where we reacted positively we were towards like, Ooh. it. Ooh. <laughs> it's true. This whole movie, it was about a leprechaun trying to eat four kids, or, you know, four... Uh, college-age students, but was the leprechaun doing this because the gold was stolen, or was the leprechaun doing this just because it has to feed, and they have to give the leprechaun, you know, sacrifices? It's. I think it's sacrifices. I think the gold was sort of the catalyst, but now that it's out, they just have to feed it, and it can only eat within the parameters of the, the pillars, the rocks. They have to bring, they have to lure people into that circle. To be eaten. That's that's basically what I got out of it. And then I was confused when its head gets lopped off at the end. Gold coins fall out. I was confused. Yeah, there's like gold in its like throat or something like that, but I don't know what that was all about. Why? So Matt, you fully endorse this film. <laughs> <laughs> I f- I fully say avoid. Don't don't waste your time. Just go back and watch the first two, or honestly any of the first six before you watch this one. It's not fun. It's not scary. There's not a lot of good gore. There's like one good gore shot. Pretty forgettable. It's pretty standard. You know, it's Four Kids Cabin in the Woods. If you've seen a movie, you know, low budget Four Kids in the Woods in a cabin movie, you know what's going to happen in this. It's nothing new. The worst part of this like whole reboot of it, you know, being in a cabin again, like the original, and, you know, trying to restart this character. When she kills it and laps it at a she says the same fuck you lucky charms line that Jennifer Aniston has in the first one and it's just like why then but like if you're trying to distance yourself from the series why 
have like such a fan service moment at the end that like it's almost like a slap in the face. <laughs> I was happy when she said it because I knew the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I give this a thumbs down, a red arrow, hard pass, whatever you want. Don't worry about wasting your time with this. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 11 years took us to get to this. And WWE, I don't know what they were thinking. They didn't even get to show off their wrestler. And he's buried in makeup the whole movie, doesn't talk. And you can't see him in the movie at all because of the lens that they use when he's on screen or the effect they use when he's on screen. Why did they do this? <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> Let's move on to some nerd news. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! All right, let's get to some nerd news here. This is beautifully connected to what we've been doing the past two weeks. We did not know this. Like, this is not planned. We didn't know that this was going to happen. But they have announced that they are making a sequel to the original film called Leprechaun Returns for 2019. I've been gone quite a while. What a tale before. My fingers are itching. I'm killing for more. Why, let's try a luck and bet on me gold. If it lands on tails, I'll do as me told. But heads, I'll start a new killing spree. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely surprise. Shall we try best two out of three? <laughs> From the director of The Void and one of the members of Astron 6 who did the editor and Father's Day and Manborg. Manborg! Is, yes, is going to direct the new Leprechaun movie. And it's from one of the writers of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And it's even got the guy from Pee-wee's Big Adventure who's in the first Leprechaun movie coming back to play that same character in this new film. I am excited. I think it's going to be fun. It does, it's not going to have Warwick Davis in it, but maybe he might show up for like a cameo as another part. They, they released a teaser that they surprise dropped on St. Patrick's Day during the Leprechaun Marathon on the Sci-Fi Channel. They just sort of casually dropped a teaser trailer in the middle of their programming. And it was pretty exciting. It was pretty fun to hear that this is coming out. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's awesome, and you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we did this for you guys. We gave you a Lost in Space show on Netflix, and now we're giving you a new Leprechaun movie. <laughs> a true Leprechaun movie, not like the one we just talked about. Awesome. So I'll move on to Avengers Infinity War Part 1. I think that's the title. Yeah. I don't know. It is really killing with pre-sales. Setting new records that Black Panther just set. So it's surpassing that. I don't know. How do you feel about all these superhero movies? Are you getting burnt out? Every Everyone is getting burnt out, but... Everybody thinks that sort of the, this is the thing. It's like everybody's burnt out with the superhero genre, but everybody thinks that the next one coming out is going to be like sort of the be all end all. So they keep going to see them and they keep making money, but it's everybody's burnt out, but everybody still keeps seeing all these movies. I'm very burnt out. And honestly, like after uh, Avengers 2, I'm not super excited about Infinity War. Also, it's from the directors of Winter Soldier and Civil War, which are kind of two of my least favorite Marvel movies, which I know actually people really like those movies. But I think they're like sort of the most visually lacking movies. They're the only ones that kind of in the series that don't have like visual directors attached to them. So I don't know why they got handed the reins of uh, Infinity War. Uh, I'm not super pumped about it. 
I'm also not super pumped about it being the same weekend as Windy City Horror, but I'm hoping maybe, you know, the, the sellouts at the theater will bring people into our weird movies. I mean, even if it wasn't coming out that same weekend, I just, I can't find, I can't make myself super pumped about this. Like, I'm gonna see it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm gonna see it. I just am not like, I don't know. I was kind of, I was excited to see Black Panther because it was something different and it was from a director that I really like. This, <laughs> yeah, I have a confession to make. I haven't finished the Defenders. Have no need to. I've never watched the Punisher. Uh, I kind of want to. I'm interested, but I'm burnt out. I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Black Panther, and that's not for not trying. I've now gone to the Davis Theater three times. <laughs> oh man! And it's been sold out. So I'm just done. And I really want to see it because. I love the trailers to it. I really liked the like red carpet to it, seeing all the actors in their garb. They just look amazing, and the film looks fantastic, and I've heard great things. I just don't care anymore about these, and I don't even know how much I want to see Infinity War Part 1. I'm burnt. I think this is going to be the end because I think this one's going to make a ton of money, and everybody's going to go to see it. But you know, you know, they're making the Infinity War Part 2. You know there's always that fall off when they do the second one. Like, no matter what, because people are excited to see the first one of something. So this is like the first Infinity War. People are going to see it. There's going to be that fall off with the second one. And I think with the fall off of that second one is going to start that decline. I think. I hope. <laughs> Maybe it's just me being hopeful. And I like the comic book movies. I am not a Marvel basher. I mean, there are a few that I'm not a big fan of, but uh, I want something new. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Like, it's not even that these movies are that bad. There's like a couple that are kind of bad, but for the most part, all the Marvel movies are decent. You know, they're they're decent. They're well produced movies. Uh, and then there's some. There's also some great ones. You know, in the Marvel series. Uh, DC can't say so much the same for them, but they did make a great Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, even even with these great movies, I'm just tired of it. I just want to see something else. That's kind of why I like the Logan movie so much, because it wasn't the same. It was dramatically different. Yeah, no, yeah, Logan was incredible because, yeah, it was totally different. And even in a little bit of a smaller way, Deadpool was kind of fun, too, because it was almost mocking the superhero trends and fad. Yeah, but I feel like now Deadpool is going to become another cog in the machine as opposed to the great satire that the first one was. I think the second one will be fun and I'm going to definitely see it. I think I think it's eventually just going to become part of the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I, I'm tired. I just am tired of it. I want to see something else. Like any trend, you know, as a horror fan, watching sort of the the zombie trend be beat to death for 10 years. It's it's time for the superheroes to go that way as well. <laughs> yeah, the zombie trend at the end was rough. Real rough. Yeah. But if you do want to see something new, you can check out Windy City Horrorama. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're going to be bringing you a bunch of new horror movies and a couple of older ones because I know that's what you guys like to come out and see. But uh, we are going to bring you some new horror that you won't you literally won't be able to see in chicago for some time like it's all going to be very exciting new stuff uh, we already announced the chicago premiere of revenge 
Chicago premiere of Secret Santa with the director Adam Marcus in attendance, who also directed Jason Goes to Hell, where we announced um, The Blob as a repertory screening because, yes, we've we got to do some old ones, too. Uh, uh, 1987 Blob, right? Yeah, or 1988. 80, yep, the third, yes. It's for the 30th anniversary. No, but tune into our next episode. I can tell you some more things for sure that we'll have. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> Sounds good. Remember, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Catch us on Podbean or YouTube. Once again, thanks for coming back, everyone. Take it easy. See you.